At Federal, we have products for every season and every pursuit. Our passionate and dedicated teams design, build, and deliver the world's best American-made ammunition, whether you're hunting, target shooting, or defending yourself and family. Our pride and hard work can be found in every box, ammo can, or bottle of ammunition. For us, it's always in season. It's federal season. All right, welcome to Federal Ammunition's podcast, It's Federal Season. I'm Jason Vanderbrink, President of Federal Ammunition, along with Vice President of Marketing, Jason Nash. Today we are going to talk about a cool and fun subject of uh, shooting sports and competitive shooting with Josh Fralick. So recently, the NSSF has released its 2020 industry guide, and part of the overall study that we took on as an industry looks at the participation of hunting, shooting, and whether it's rifle, handgun, shotgun. And the great news is, is the rate of shooters is increasing. This is uh, pre the surge that we're currently seeing. So uh, even before the current surge, our, our participation rate was certainly growing, which, which bodes very well for future growth. The most popular types were target shooting with a handgun, 16% actually. Target shooting with a rifle, 13.7, which obviously is driven by the, the AR market that we're seeing. And target shooting at an outdoor range was 12.6, which would probably be more in the clay target um, shooting sports. Um, so a fantastic trend in the right direction for our industry should bode very well for the future of our industry. So joining us today is, is Josh Fralick, who's a sponsored shooter uh, for us. And Josh, before we have a, a conversation, um, let us learn more about you, including your uh, 2018 Ipsic Shotgun World Shoot in the Open Division. You know, can you walk us through what that experience was like? Because that's quite a feat for you. Yeah, for sure. So that was uh, 2018 IPSC uh, World Shoot was my first opportunity to represent the U.S. Uh, to the world. And so it was also my first IPSC match. You know, we don't necessarily shoot much of that style here in the U.S., and so it was a little intimidating, a little different style, a little bit different sport. But, uh, you know, today we've got the Internet, right? So I was able to watch hundreds of different stages and get, in a, get a feel for what to practice. And uh, went over in 2018 and was able to win the world title, which pretty awesome opportunity to, to go do that and bring a gold medal home for the U.S. So um, I haven't shot an IPSC match since, and uh, that's to date my only – IPSC match ever, uh, which is, you know, kind of funny to folks around the world think that's hilarious that the only one I ever shot I won a gold medal at. But uh, um, it uh, it was a cool opportunity to represent the U.S. and a uh, pretty competitive match. So a lot of fun over there in France. Nothing wrong with finishing at the top. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ticket, yeah. So now your focus is mainly on three-gun, right, and pistol carbine? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I do shoot a lot of three gun. I do shoot a lot of pistol caliber carbine. Uh, I, I really like high capacity divisions with longer stages. Um, you know, if you if you get, ask me, you know, what my favorite shooting sport is, I would say something that gets your heart really, really, really going. Something that takes you know a minute, minute and a half, two minutes, some athletic performance along the way, and a high round count. 
you know, and so whatever types of sports uh, give me that opportunity to really push both athleticism as well as marksmanship and um, the ability to manipulate firearms at the highest level, you know, those are the games that I play. And so because of that, three gun has really, really been uh, a cool opportunity because you have to master the shotgun, you have to master the rifle, you have to master the pistol, and you have to be an athlete. And so those, that combination of kind of all four things um, has made that super interesting for me. I'd be a great, uh, a great fit for that, but you lost me at athlete. <laughs> well, you know, nobody starts there either. I, uh, in 2014 or 2015, when I was first actually taking shooting sports serious, I was like 265 pounds, super heavy. Um, you know, I had an athletic background, but you know, for about six years there, I was, uh, a sales guy in a technology business. So all of, you know, I was doing lunches with clients. I was in the office all day behind the desk and, uh, I just, you know, I lost the athleticism from my earlier in life. And, and so, um, over the last like four and a half years of training really heavy, uh, I've gotten my body back in physical shape so I can actually perform at a high level. And, um, so wherever you're at, doesn't matter. You can come out and play guns. Good. Where did you, uh, where did your love for the firearms uh, industry and, and competition shooting start? Yeah, so uh, the the love for the industry or the, the actual shooting in general uh, actually started much, much younger. You know, I grew up uh, in suburbia, but in the summer, we'd go out to my, my grandfather's farm. And I was, you know, young and we'd pick rock all day, you know, on his farm. And then if we really worked hard for the day, we could earn ourselves an allowance. And that allowance was like two to three, four, 10 shotgun shells. And, you know, that was like, you really made it for the day or you really were pumped if you got three, if you, that was like the max you could get four, 10 shotgun shells and you'd get to go out and, you know, he, grandpa would assign you, Hey, you know, those pocket gophers down at the end of the driveway, I need those taken care of. And so we'd spend the next hour and a half trying to get those, those pocket gophers with the four ten, And so, that that those summers out on Grandpa's farm shooting a shotgun were like you know those those were the cool memories those are the ones that I remember to this day as being exciting and fun and stuff like that and so you know I kind of gave that up through college didn't do much shooting my dad didn't hunt my family didn't really hunt and so went to college and um, you know got got through college did some bow hunting and stuff during college but. Um, got back into firearms actually when uh, there was a burglary in the neighborhood that my wife and I lived at when we had, you know, a baby, our baby girl. She was one year old. She's now eight. And uh, so I went and got a pistol and was like, well, you know, if there's going to be stuff like this going on, I would do want the ability to defend my family if I had to. And so got a pistol and uh, took it over to the private range or not the private range, just the shooting paper down a lane one of the gun ranges in town and realized that was absolutely terrible. You know, a lot of, a lot of us, you know, macho guys, we, we, we think that we can, we can shoot just cause we think we should be able to, well, you know, it's not really the case. And, you know, I, so I checked my ego, uh, at the door and, you know, bought just a lot, a lot of ammunition. And I learned to shoot cause I was, if I was going to have a firearm, I wanted to make sure that I'd be proficient with it. 
I think that was a critical component of firearm ownership is that you take it seriously, you understand the responsibility, and you learn to be proficient with the firearm. And so spend a lot of time and energy doing that, learning the gun. Uh, and uh, we were at the gun shop one day, and the guy that was over the counter, he goes, you guys seem to really like to shoot. Because if you, if you really like shooting, you should come out to this competition that's going on this weekend. And I, you know, I'm an old school athlete and competitor. So something in me was like, yep, that is what I need to do. And so I went out and shot my first uh, IDPA match. I think it was in 2014. And uh, absolutely fell in love with the idea that you could run around safely uh, shooting firearms. And it was, it was basically a scored race. Uh, with guns. and I mean, I had never seen anything like that. I couldn't believe that we were allowed to do such a thing. It was it was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, I've got a bit of an addictive personality. So I shot about 50 matches that year. I shot like all the little local stuff that was in town. I'd just go out there with my pistol and shoot these matches. And, you know, ever since then, I, I shoot about a match a week um, for now coming up on six years. Uh, just, you know, once I get into something that's a, a lot of fun like this, that, you know, helps me work toward a goal, um, pretty hard to set it down. So what, what's your estimate on how many rounds you shoot a year? Uh, it's in the six figures, um, you know, between everything, you know, I shoot, I shoot everything, right? So like, you know, I, I'll shoot, uh, rimfire guns, you know, I'll shoot tens of thousands of rimfire rounds. I'll shoot, uh, you know. 30, 40,000 rounds of nine millimeters through carbines and pistols, uh, 15, 20,000 rounds of shotgun, uh, a year, you know, and, uh, lots and lots and lots of centerfire rifles. So, you know, I'm not exactly sure. I know one year I counted, this was maybe 2018, uh, when I was ramping up for that world shoot match. And I think it was at about 135,000 rounds that year. Um, a lot. Yeah. I shoot every day. That's a that's a wonderful habit you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, early on, it was a pretty spendy hobby. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then federal yeah. comes along. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. Uh, yep, made a lot of this possible. Yeah, I know. Um, it uh, it's a big investment. You know, you, we make in ourselves when we buy ammo to train, whether we're training for self defense or competition or whatever it is. Um, when you take, undertake such a thing, uh, to try to be proficient at, uh, you know, running guns and, and firearms and being good at what you do, um, we invest a lot in ourselves. And so, you know, I, 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 I'm pumped when I see people that are buying ammo by the case yes. versus, you know, a box I'm going, yeah, okay. You understand how this works. Like you should, you should train with your firearms, not just punch a couple holes in paper and think that, you know, exactly. what you're doing. Absolutely. You know, so I, I love seeing that. Good point. Tell our listeners about your, uh, one of the funner facts about you is your MMA background. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so back in college, um, you know, all my buddies were getting jobs at like, you know, the bar bartending or, uh, delivering pizzas or, and I just thought that was not for me. I've never really been, the. uh, the, the normal job guy. Um, and so, uh, I was in super good shape back then, you know, getting out of, out of high school, playing football and, you know, um, 
doing some wrestling, stuff like that. And um, so I was at the gym and I saw this MMA team come in to practice. And I was like, wow, that looks like a way better way to stay in shape than, you know, on this elliptical that I was messing around on. I was like, that's way better. I'm going to do that. And uh, so originally just uh, same kind of reason that, you know, firearms interested me. It was like, well, I do want to be able to defend myself, protect myself, stuff like that. So that's where it started. Um, but then, you know, I, I just fell in love with that too. So I spent, you know, four years during college fighting pro, uh, MMA, never in like the UFC level, you know, it was like regional. I fought around the Midwest mostly. And, um, but at the same point made enough to cover room and board and books and stuff like that through college. And so, um, yeah, that was my college job was fighting in a cage. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about on, and when we talk shooting, especially, uh, obviously we're based in Minneapolis. We have a tremendous, um, high school, t- uh, trap and sporting clay and ski. I mean, high school shooting up in Minnesota is, is unbelievably big. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? And what do you, what do you think, uh, causes that, you know, how do we continue the momentum in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's great. I think, uh, both industry support, super helpful, uh, as well as, you know, just sharing. I mean, I think that we as shooters and second amendment supporters and people in the industry, the more we can outreach with, uh, with good conversations and welcoming attitudes to folks that are outside of our space that maybe have a small interest in our space or just want to learn a little bit about it. I mean, in the last three months, I've, I've helped a lot of people learn a little bit more about, you know, firearm space and responsible firearm ownership and um, shooting guns competitively. And I think it's just, we, we as a community uh, should be as welcoming as we can and work as hard as we can to show folks that, um, you know, not only are firearms part of our history, positive part of our history, um, but they can be part of our future as well. And, uh, responsible gun ownership is a super safe sport. It's funny in, in the competition shooting sports, I have folks coming over all the time that like rode dirt bikes or drove race cars or, you know, people that want, you know, they want to get that adrenaline going a little bit. Well, like of all of the action or, uh, you know, adrenaline sports, like shooting guns is like the safest, right? Cause there's all these safety rules. You only shoot one way. There's nobody over in that direction. You know, you're always, uh, you've always got somebody, a safety officer hanging out with you to make sure you do things right. And, you know, so it's a super safe sport, which, you know, if you were from the outside looking in, you'd think, you know, guns, Ooh, that sounds dangerous. You know, that's what some people would think. Um, but so, yeah, it's a welcoming attitude, you know, bringing people out of the range for the first time, showing them that it's not scary. It's, you, you should be responsible with it, but, um, you know, these things, you can have a lot of fun and enjoyment, learn a lot of life lessons and, uh, and make these firearms part of our future too. So what advice do you have for uh, a person who's thinking about shooting a first three gun match or a pistol caliber carbine? What advice do you have for them to, to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I talk to folks about this almost every week because guys are like, well, they see videos on Instagram or Facebook or something like that on one of my channels and they'll go, man, I want to do that. How do I start doing, you know, what do I need to do first to come do that? And the recommendation that I always give them is 
pick a one gun event to start with. Uh, three guns, super complicated, both mentally. You got to remember when to pick up what, how to do what, uh, you know, all these different guns and these complex puzzles that we have to shoot that are stages. So my recommendation is always, do you own a pistol? Do you carry a pistol? Uh, if either of those are answered yes, I just let them know, bring some ammo, enough, you know, two, 300 rounds, come out to a pistol match and just shoot that because the range commands or the safety commands are going to be the same or very similar in all of the action shooting sports. So if you get comfortable working uh, in that environment, now you can grow that to a two-gun event, or now you can grow that to a three-gun event, and it'll be less intimidating and less, you know, um, less that you've got to try to remember to do uh, on the clock. So pick a gun. If you already own a pistol or you already own a carbine or something like that, find an event that will allow you to shoot that there and uh, just come out and, and learn the game. Don't buy anything fancy or new right out of the gate. You know, put good ammo in it. Make sure you got the gun oiled up and ready to go, and then just come out and learn. That's good advice. Um, so besides competitive training, you're a pretty big advocate of concealed carry, and I am told that you, you do quite a bit of concealed carry classes yourself. What what have you seen lately as far as is demographics, um, participation, are people wanting to get – are you seeing more people want to concealed carry? or or such yeah absolutely and um many many less traditional uh folks that are going that weren't necessarily interested in it or some of them were even against it until maybe the last 90 days i've helped a lot of folks uh get connected uh with people that are putting on classes for concealed carry I've talked with a lot of folks about first gun ownership uh, in the last 90 days, and it's uh, lots of lots of women, middle-aged women, um, you know, your typical soccer mom, right? That is going, hey, I'm a little nervous, uh, and uh, I just want to make sure that if I'm at home and something happens, I'm able to keep my family safe. And that's the point, right? I mean, we we want to keep our families safe. And so it's been interesting to see that uh, kind of twist in the last 90 days where folks are going, uh, I'm just not sure. I want to be able to make sure that I'm, you know, much like anything else, I'm responsible for my safety. And uh, so, yeah, lots of, uh, lots of, lots of women, lots of uh, men that uh, maybe lean left uh, and, or are, not on the uh, typical spectrum of like guns, grew up around guns, stuff like that. You know, 30, 40 year old guys that have never shot a gun in their life that want to try and uh, see if this is for them. Just, you know, in with the idea of being able to protect themselves if they had to. So um, it's been interesting. Yeah, That's great. We as an industry, we need to do everything we can to have more more people, regardless of uh, demographic, to, to understand that guns are not only help and there for protection, but they're fun, and most importantly, they're safe. Everyone just needs to understand yeah. that safe gun control is uh, is paramount, and so hopefully all these new users and shooters that, that you're seeing, that we're seeing as a manufacturer, hopefully they get out there and understand that gun is, guns are, are fun, um, can be competitive, and, uh, and make the best of it, and most importantly, to understand the safety aspect that... Uh, 
you know, it's gun safety is paramount and everything. And, and once they get to use the guns more often than they have previously, they, they respect it. They tell their friends and, and the, the, you know, the business grows from there. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, with that, uh, I think a lot of it is our job, you know, like when we, when we have an interested party, uh, when we have someone that's asking good questions, um, what I like to do is I like to put the right gun in their hands, uh, let them try it out. And by the right gun, I mean not a full-size 12-gauge with with uh, hunting ammo in it or, you know, not a 44 Magnum. Like, I'm, I'm putting full-size 9-millimeter heavy pistols in their hands so they can try a gun that isn't going to, you know, intimidate the heck out of them right out of the gate. Um, you know, stuff that's super manageable, stuff that's super shootable, um, you know, the the soft shooting, nice shooting guns that uh, we love to shoot anyway, but um, you put those in the, the hands of somebody who's maybe already intimidated by firearms and they go, oh, well, that that, that was kind of cool. And then, you know, I, I have them shooting steel. Uh, you know, I've got uh, a range here at the house and I've got steel targets set up all over the place. And there's something about shooting steel at, you know, 10, 15 yards with uh, like a pistol where it rings and you get instant feedback that is just a ton of fun. And so you put a new shooter on a gun that doesn't intimidate them. They get to shoot steel that gives them instant feedback that they got their hit and builds their confidence. It's really, really fun to see the smiles on their face. And that's how you get somebody. Yeah. That's how you get them to join, join our community is you give them a positive experience right out of the gate. And then you teach them some of the safety basics and you give them the tools they need. And now you've just, added someone to our community, which is great. Absolutely. Up next on the It's Federal Season podcast, more with Josh Fralick on what gear should be in your bag as you head to the range for practice or competition in our Tech Talk segment. Meet the industry's widest variety of game-changing ammunition. However you shoot and whatever you hunt, fortune favors the prepared, and nothing prepares you better than Federal Premium. It's a gold standard advantage delivered directly from the experts in premium ammunition. Find your federal premium advantage today. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and our technology segment, Tech Talk. It's our Tech Talk segment, and we've asked federal sponsored competitive shooter Josh Fralick to stay on because of his product knowledge and experience. You heard how many rounds he sends down range. There's nobody better to talk about products than Josh. So Josh, on your website, you say nothing beats hard work, hustle, dedication, integrity, practice, grind, and discipline. Nothing. We totally agree. You must have great products that put all those elements to work for you to get maximum performance, right? So let's start out with the three-gun firearms you use most and the ammunition that you choose to maximize that platform. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. You're right. I mean, so we put in all kinds of work to be proficient with our guns. And then we go to these matches and the gun has to do its job. The ammo has to do its job or all that work was in vain. Right. And so it's absolutely critical. So, yeah, I run. Uh, so JP Enterprises AR-15 uh, and then for long range shots, I run federal gold metal burger the 73 grain 223s which are sweet shooting so like i know if i miss a target with that combination uh at four or five six hundred yards it was me 
um, which is that that's the critical component with rifle shooting like that. You, you have to know it wasn't the gear that missed the shot. It was, it was you, if you missed, so that way you can actually adjust and then get your next hit. So, um, and then I run like a one to 10, uh, vortex razor scope on that bad boy. So I can see what I'm shooting at out to six, 700 yards. Um, so that, that's a pretty well dialed in, uh, three gun rifle all set up. Um, for shotgun, I run the same thing in dedicated shotgun matches that I run in three gun and it's uh, a dissident arms, um, KL 12. So it's what it is, is it's a Russian Malat shotgun. So an AK shotgun. Um, so I've got magazine fed shotgun where I'm loading 20 round mags into the bottom of that thing. If you've never seen one of those, you've got to see one of those, uh, probably the coolest shotgun I've ever had my hands on. Um, and you know, so I'll run, uh, the gold metal grand, uh, seven and a half shot is my preferred, uh, 12 gauge load in that. And then I'll run an assortment of different buckshot, depending if I can run flight control or not at the match, uh, that I'm shooting. And then I actually really, really like, uh, the true ball slugs in that gun, you know, cause in three gun we'll run slugs, buckshot, birdshot, all of those things, you know, on different stages. And so having the arsenal of different ammunition, you know, a good, good bank of good stuff is, is critical there. Awesome. We, um, we started, uh, that true ball product was introduced as a smooth bore solution for deer hunters and it really okay. found a nice niche in, in competitive shooting. It's been great to see that. Yeah. I mean, it shoots awesome, you know? So like we, we have slug shots, so crazy slug shots way further than you should shoot slugs. <laughs> they test you. They test the limits of everything. So last year, or let's see, the furthest shot I ever shot with a slug in a match was 256 yards. Wow. Um, up, uphill too. We were shooting, uh, I mean, granted the target was probably four foot by four foot. It was a big old chunk of steel way out there, but you know, 256 yards with a 20, you know, I have a 19 inch smooth bore, uh, shotgun that I'm throwing a big old one ounce chunk of lead at, uh, at 200 yards. I was aiming, I don't know, 14, 15 feet wow. over the top of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. But they shoot great. So, you know, I think I got it on my second shot, uh, which worked out pretty well. Cool. How about handgun? Yeah. So handgun, I run uh 2011 pistols. So, uh, if you're not familiar with the 2011, it's the classic 1911, uh, trigger and it's basically a 1911 except it's a double stack so a double stack magazine for high capacity so i run staccato 2011 pistols and so in my mags i'll have like 29 rounds plus one in the gun so high capacity pistols with uh slide ride red dots on them and you know one of the things that i i like to do as much as possible is simplify my ammo choices whenever possible so I actually run 130 grain PCC ammo in my pistol um, so that I've, I only order one skew of ammo because it shoots really great in both pistol and in my, uh, in my pistol caliber carbine, my 14 and a half inch AR9. So I run really soft shooting 130 grains in that pistol for three gun two. Awesome. Yeah. And I, we've introduced that whole line of, you know, the official ammo of USPSA Syntec yep. action pistol and that that 130s seems to be doing well now the 150 on the handgun side have you tried that one is that that's a little bit softer shooting 
Yeah, it's awesome. So uh, if I were only shooting pistol, I'd shoot the 150s for sure. Um, the problem I had in about in like 2018 was I think I ordered like two different SKUs, and then I shot way more of one. Uh, like I shot way more carbine than uh, I uh, than I had planned, and so I ended up shooting the the other ammo and the other gun. And so I just wanted to simplify it and get one that I really liked in both. And so that's how I settled on the 130s. That makes sense. And I'm sure it's all about muscle memory, right? And you have to train for speed and transitions, and you don't need to be thinking about your gear when you're actually yeah. in the match, right? Exactly. And, and that comes down to a lot of different stuff. Ammo is a big one. Knowing what that recoil impulse is going to feel like. Um, I, I do it for zeros on my guns. So like lots of folks are going, Hey, what do you use for a zero at this match? Or what do you use for a zero at this match? Like, well, 50 yards on my pistol, 50 yards on my pistol caliber carbine, 50 yards on my shotgun, 50 yards on my rifle. You're like what? I'm like, yep. Cause I don't ever want to think about it when I'm on the clock. I just want to shoot. And if I zero everything in the same spot, I know I've got a little bit of holdover up close. And then at 50, between about 30 and 70 yards, I am right at whatever I'm shooting at. And then beyond that, I'm aiming a little high again. Um, and so I just try to make things as consistent as possible across the board. Perfect. So when we talk about new users, what would you say is the, your top tip for them when choosing gear? Yeah. So first and foremost, it's gotta be reliable, right? Um, if the guns don't work, you've got a big problem. Um, so reliability is first and foremost the thing. And so, you know, you know, you don't have to run what I run, but you got to run what works. You know, it's got to work every time or, or you're going to put a lot of extra time and energy in and then you're going to be disappointed. Beyond the reliability factor, it's got to be accurate. So, again, you have to know that if you miss, it was your fault not your gear, not your ammo. You've got to know that you made a mistake. And so that way, if you adjust, let's say I missed left. Well, if I adjust slightly right and then I miss way right because my gear isn't accurate, well, now how do I adjust? How do I actually get that hit? So, like, I need consistent, reliable, accurate uh, gear in order to really be successful in the shooting sports. Awesome. Well, hopefully we've got some new shooters and new gun owners listening and they've they found some of these tips helpful we really appreciate you coming on josh and i know that the shooting season is back in gear so best of luck to you this year uh it's truly been a pleasure for us and our listeners to have you on and to find out more about josh you can find out some profiles on our site or you can go to joshfralick.com thanks josh appreciate you here thanks josh cool thanks so much for having me There's a time and a place for every season. This is that time, and these are those special places. When preparation gives way to anticipation, rituals, and traditions. Friends, family, forever. This is what you live for. It's time to celebrate the annual tradition like no other. It's federal season. Welcome back to It's Federal Season and the news and notes segment 
I'm Jason Nash, Vice President of Marketing, and we've got a couple of great promotions going on right now. The Hunt Harder promotion. We have just a few more days left and a great opportunity to improve your hunting skills with a free two-month Onyx trial with the purchase of Federal Ammunition's Meat Eater line of ammunition. Buy at least two boxes of Federal Premium Meat Eater Trophy Copper Rifle, Third Degree or Bismuth Shot Shell, or CCI Rimfire Ammunition to get a free two-month premium membership to onxmaps.com. The Defense Done Right promotion was Spear and Federal. In partnership with USCCA, the Concealed Carry Association, Federal's running a protection that pays promotion. Get up to $50 back when you buy at least two boxes of Federal Premium HST, Hydroshock Deep, or Classic Hydroshock personal defense ammunition. Get $5 back per box. Your minimum purchase is two boxes. Maximum rebate is $50 per household, and it excludes all law enforcement products. See terms and conditions for details on the federal website at federalpremium.com promotions. This promotion ends September 30th, 2020. And claim a rebate of up to $50 with Spears Carry Confidently promotion. Buy at least two boxes of Spear Gold Dot Personal Defense Centerfire Handgun Ammunition to get $5 back per box. Maximum rebate is $50 per household, and it excludes all 50-count law enforcement products. See terms and conditions for details on the Spear website at spear.com promotions. This promotion ends September 30th, 2020. On the merchandise side, as always, you can go to federalpremium.com merchandise to browse the latest in branded apparel, gear, and lifestyle items. Shipping is now $4.99 with qualified purchases. Listen for our next podcast. Our next podcast is set to launch on August 20th when we have special guest 22 Plinkster on the podcast to talk trick shooting, plinking, carpenter bee hunting, and then hunting in general with the rising YouTube and social media star. If you like the It's Federal Season podcast, be sure to let us know by filling out a rating and review on iTunes. And remember, for us, it's always in season. It's Federal Season.